Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today filled with gratitude that you have extended your love to us through Jesus Christ. That through Jesus, you sought us out and now have placed us in your forever family. And we thank you that we host the beloved guest, the Holy Spirit, who is with us to guide, to teach, to empower, to comfort. Father, you are good, and may we touch the power and presence of your unmatched love. Be with us today as we share some thoughts. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, hello once again. And I want to take a few minutes just to uh, just share my personal gratitude. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Slingstones and to what I so enjoy sharing about our life with Christ. You know, there are many people that listen to this, I think a couple thousand each episode, and by far, most of you I do not know. I'm beginning to learn the different countries that people live in that listen in different locations here in the States. But for the most part, I, I both cherish you and I don't know you, but there are cases where I am able to find out who listens. For example, some people listen um, on a connection through Facebook, and it will show me uh, who who has done that, who's listened. And boy, one of the things that excites me, not just all the people that have listened, but I look at that small list of names, and I'm always astounded. I mean... There are a couple people that were my neighbors when I grew up who I haven't seen for, gosh, 54 years, and I see their names coming up. Jimmy, who lived just down the road, and Judy. And then there are people that I went to high school with, and I I see their names there. haven't talked to them for years, like Erica and Jeanette and Terry Smolik, who... He lived right across our little village on the other hill. And I am so touched that these individuals would would simply take the time to listen to me talk about the Lord. And so I say to all of you, thank you. And I wish I knew more about who was listening and what impact this would have on their lives. I had two special moments, by the way, just this week. One of them was I got an email from a pastor in Wales, and he talked about the fact that the podcasts have been helpful, and also that he and his congregation are going to uh, go through one of my books, Every Breath We Take. And we're going to set up an opportunity for me to maybe uh, spend some time with them on the Internet. Also, I was at the grocery store, and a realtor that I really think the world of, her name is Ann, she came up to me, and she told me she listens to the podcast. 
I don't know if she realized the degree to which that encouraged my heart. It made it worth it all. Many times we say I would do this if there were even just one. Well, I haven't thought a lot about that, but when I hear someone share that it's made a difference, it certainly motivates me to want to stay in the presence of the Lord and to keep pushing through to have these opportunities to share with all of you. So thank you. Thank you very much. You are part of a cherished community. And I felt today that I needed to take this moment of privilege and share that with you. Something else I want to share with you today is a quote that comes from St. Augustine and then a scripture that I think would go along with this quote and take a little different angle of vision at looking at both. I think many of us are aware of this part of the Augustine quote, you have made us for yourselves and our heart is restless till it finds its rest in you. That's, that's beautiful. We'll never be totally at peace until we're at rest in the great love of God. But it's the phrase beforehand that I want to focus on for just a few moments. So I'm going to read it all again and then focus on that phrase. You stir us up to take delight in your praise. For you have made us for yourself, and our heart is restless till it finds its rest in you. Now, do you know that for most people, when they read about what St. Augustine is saying, and you know, he was the Bishop of Hippo clear back in the fourth century. That first phrase, you stir us up to take delight in your praise, we really interpret that most often is that God stirs us up to delight in praising him. Well, I think there is truth to that. And I believe we do delight in the time we get to give gratitude and thanks and praise to God. But if we look at this from a little different angle of vision, it could also be saying this, God, you stir us up when we sense that you find in us characteristics and values that you honor and praise. Now, this is so contrary to what many of us have been raised in, especially those that have been raised with the notion that we have no value uh, apart from what Christ has given us, that we're all, if you will, uh, completely blind, completely corrupt, and then Jesus comes and God sees us through the lens of Christ and therefore he is able to accept us. I think there's another piece to this that we need to consider, and that is that God loves us. Yes, because it is his nature to love, but also because he finds in us all, regardless of the stumblings and the mistakes and the sins and the rebellion, regardless of all of that, that God looks at us and finds 
value and finds worth and in fact finds reason, if you will, to brag on us in heaven. You know, I was thinking about this and the idea that the only reason God loves us is because he's lovable. And I realize I can't anthropomorphize our father in heaven, but I was thinking about myself as a grandfather and that if one of my little granddaughters came up to me and I said to them, you need to know I love you so much. And they said, why, Papa? Why do you love us? And I said, oh, there's nothing about you that's lovable. The fact that I love you is simply that I'm a loving person. You, in yourself, do not have value or worth commensurate to the amount of love that I give you. I think every one of us would find that as objectionable. Even the most rebellious of children. We can look at them and we can find that because they are made in the image of God that there is still reason to compliment and to praise and that when we do, they take delight in that. It, it becomes part of what forges in them a deeper sense of their own identity. That doesn't mean we're not responsible for our mistakes and our brokenness and, if you will, the sin that we commit. But I believe there's also something inside of us that takes delight. When we think that there's the possibility that there are aspects of who we are that God actually delights in, maybe even brags on in heaven. I told you there would be a scripture that I would relate to this. And it comes out of Isaiah chapter 61. If you know Isaiah 61, it's this great passage where it's talking about the year of the Lord's favor and it's about the great exchange and how Jesus comes to bind the brokenhearted and to bring freedom to captives and release darkness from the prisoners, proclaim the year of God's favor. But then there's this scripture that God wants to give us the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Now think about despair. Despair is often linked to self-contempt, to the desolation of our own lot. And what scripture says here is that God wants to give us a spirit of praise instead of this kind of desolation and self-contempt. Now, again, I'm going to suggest to you, and I am sure that some of you will need some time to think about this, and you may not totally accept what I'm saying, but everything else in this passage of Scripture is talking about what God is doing for us. And I believe that it is consistent to say that many times when we're so down on ourselves, we experience despair and depression, that God wants to place upon us 
a garment of praise. Not just we can now praise him, which we do and which we should, but a garment that in some way exemplifies and even magnifies our worth, our value, what is good about us, even in the midst of our brokenness. I'd like you to think about both what Augustine had to say and this particular scripture. But I want to go and say about you that you are made on the image of God, the Imago Dei. And that, yes, God loves you because he's loving. But I believe he loves you also because he knows that he created you in his image and that you have value and you have worth and that he wants you to feel that. And then use the strength of that to lean into him for transformation and change in the areas of your life that are not aligned with him. I started by simply saying thank you that you would spend some time listening to what I have here to say and how much it means to me, how much it encourages me. May you also listen to the voice of God's Spirit that speaks to your heart about how important, how valuable you are. And then you'll know what Augustine is saying, that God does stir us to take delight in his praise. <laughs>